everyone welcome to episode 70 of the winging it podcast i'm ollie i'm as always i'm joined by my co-hosts andrew and alex alex is coming all the way from the great state of california right now guys it has been an incredibly long bye week there is so much eagles news that's out there right now i can't wait to get into this but before i get started it is thursday We have a Thursday night game coming up, but what's unique about every Thursday is we have a special guest, and I am personally excited about our guest this week. Our guest this week is a longtime Eagles fanatic. He's a podcaster. He's a TikToker. Frankly, he's a Philadelphia icon hailing from the state of Delaware. Uh, You probably listened to his podcast or seen his TikToks from the 302 Birds podcast. Guys, please, please help me in extending a warm Winging It podcast welcome to Dalton. Oh my gosh, you guys have me blushing over here, for real. No, seriously, um, what you guys are doing is great too, and that's the beautiful part about being an Eagles fan is meeting other Eagles fans, connecting, and just sharing what it's like being a fan and our experiences. So I'm really excited to be here tonight with you guys, join you on the show. Um, you guys didn't let me know that I was one episode away from the magic number. Um, but no, and all jokes aside, I'm really pumped to be here with you guys. Excited to cut it up and uh, can't wait to see what you guys have for us. Wait, so is 71 is 71 a magic number? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> definitely not 69 there, Andrew. <laughs> oh. Don't ask Landon Dickerson anything about that, man. Don't ask him. I said to him at the Eagles Autism Challenge real quick, you know, like, you don't know what to say to people in a moment when you first meet them, especially like an NFL player. So you're like, okay, what am I going to say to Landon Dickerson to stick out, to impress him? And I look at Landon Dickerson, I'm just like, that's a good number, man. And that's all I said. And like, you know, there's little kids around and stuff. He's like, 69! Like, literally like that. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I mean, he's like, what? He's 24, 25. He's, he's a baby. So of course, the number 69 is going to get him all, uh, you know, all immature. Uh, I, I got to say, guys, uh, you know, we got Alex in California. We got Ali in Minnesota. We got Dalton in Delaware. I'm feeling a little alone here in Philadelphia, guys. Like, what's what's going on? You guys are all fleeing the coop as things are getting fun. But the good news is, is that the Eagles and the Chiefs are going to be the center of the football world this upcoming Monday night. But before we get into that, obviously, Dalton, let's we got it. We got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot to pick your brain about. First and foremost, man, just like give give a little background. Just, uh, you know, who was like, if you had a first jersey or if you had a first player that really got you into the Eagles, I'm just curious to know how your Eagle fandom came to be, especially as a Delawarean. Not that you guys aren't Philly fans, but you know what I'm saying? You know, the best part about coming on somebody else's podcast, they always say, like, get a friend with a boat, but don't get a boat. And that's what you learn about being a podcast host the whole time, because you do so much work. So I'm, I'm excited to share this because all my friends have asked this podcast on our, have asked this question on our podcast. I've never gotten to answer this question. The guy who got me into it, 2008 
Deshaun Jackson. When he returned nice. that kickoff against the Patriots, I'm watching the game with my dad at the shore. It's like late August. And I remember looking at my dad and saying, that's my guy. I want to draft him in fantasy football. That was like my first year doing my own draft. My dad's like, okay, don't draft him first round. First round pick eight overall draft. I mean, I look like an idiot in that moment, but he ended up going off having a spectacular year. So, and obviously you guys know all the memories that have came along with DJX, the miracle in the Meadowlands, um, you know, the, uh, FedEx Field Massacre or whatever they call it when we absolutely dismantled the Redskins. Oh, so yeah. DJX, I think, would be my answer if I had to lock it in. That's a great question, man. Well, thanks. I just thought of it on the fly. That's how we do. We wing it up in here. So like, if don't... you guys had to say one too, like did you guys have one? I'm kind of curious, like if you guys <gasps> had one too. Like we get the answer now. Oh, you guys wow. Oh my god. <laughs> I, haven't <even laughs> like, I haven't even like mentally prepared myself for this. Um Funny story about like first uh, Eagles jerseys. I think mine was Ty Detmer, number five. I think that was my first Eagles jersey. Ty Detmer wore number 14. Dude, I was like Wait, this big. You're right. It was, was, oh my God. You're totally right. It was number 14. McNabb was five. <laughs> yeah. I just, I keep saying, because I did have a McNabb jersey as well. So I'm thinking about that. Ty Detmer was number 14. Um, that's an interesting one, but that was the first one. My dad bought me that jersey. It was probably on a clearance rack somewhere because I don't think <laughs> I can't think of like anything of significance that Ty Demmer has ever done for the city, but that has to be my first jersey. What about you, Ali? Oh man. Um I, I like I, I feel like it was a Donovan McNabb jersey. I remember my childhood bedroom had a giant McNabb fat head. And it was up there all the way until the falling out with McNabb and T.O. And then I ripped it down because I was more of a T.O. fan than a McNabb fan. Um, but yeah, I think I think my first jersey was Donovan McNabb. And I got it in 1999 right after we drafted him. Oh, nice. Nice. Right as he was taken over for Doug Peterson, who was uh, he was not lighting the world on fire by any means. He, he uh, was not. I don't. I only have one Eagles jersey in my entire life, which is kind of embarrassing. And it wasn't until the T.O. year. It wasn't T.O. Uh, I was so pumped about the Javon Curse signing, uh, the freak. So mm. I still have that jersey. It's like a triple XL. It's like down to my <laughs> knees. I can't ever wear it and feel um, and and feel cool. It's def- I'm definitely not, not swagging with that with that jersey on. But like. I don't know why, but I remember the first player that like I latched onto was the a wide receiver Chris T. Jones, and I don't think he was that good. But I remember just kind of like running routes in my street and pretending I was Chris <laughs> T. Jones, because um, there wasn't a lot to be excited about before the McNabb era. <laughs> so my wife actually refuses to buy any other Eagles jerseys because every time they do something happens in the next season, they don't play with us anymore. So she really wants a brand. She really wants a Brandon Graham jersey. She really wants a Jason Kelsey jersey. And I kind of feel like we both know that they're on the tail ends of their careers heading out. She bought a Mac Hollins jersey, who's doing God knows what on what team, right? No, but he's like, still he's you, still perf- he's producing actually, which is weird. Is. But yeah, it's still or random. Is he, in, is, he, is he in Atlanta now or is he in Miami? I know it's like one of yeah, those. Yeah, he's teams. Jack too. He's he's massive. Yeah. He is Big Jack, and then she also she also brought a Chris Long jersey as well. So our rule in the house is unless you want that player off the team. Uh, so she's considered buying a Marcus Mariota jersey, uh, Eagles jersey, to try to get someone off the team. But that's kind of been like our inside joke. So she refuses to buy any like long term franchise people we want to stay in Philly. 
that's awesome. She's a keeper then. That's that's a keeper that you guys can admit that because you know, you find the people in relationships that like they're like, "Oh my god, babe, I'm the mush." we can't go to Eagles games anymore. Like no, my oh God, girlfriend no. knows if she was a mush, I would be like, your ass is staying home. I love you. I'll see you when you get back, but I'm going with the boys. Thank God. <laughs> every game that I've taken her to, uh, we've won. But as soon as that like starts to like go like below 500, we're going to have to have a serious conversation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes a ton of sense. Dalton, I got I got to jump in, man, because I got a ton of questions about about you, about your podcast. Like, talk to me about how you got started. Like, what was the first idea that popped in your head that was like, you know what, I want to do this podcast out of Delaware about the so Eagles? I got, I got my start uh, really with obviously being an Eagles fan and all that. But my first TikTok videos, nobody really knows this. It's like my deepest, darkest hidden secret. Um, <gasps> Madden right? I love Madden. So not a lot of people know it. And I don't like to say it because whenever I say it, people are like, oh, play me. Um, but I used to be like when I was a nerd in high school and, and didn't have like adult things to do um, back in the good old days. Um, I used to be able to play Madden after school every day. I was in the top 2% of Madden players in the world. So I love Madden, just always fell in love with Madden Ultimate Team, especially like let me build my squad. Let me put Michael Vick here with Alshon, Jeffrey, whatever. And I got my start making videos about Madden on TikTok. That kind of spiraled into a general sports podcast in the beginning of COVID, then called Up for Debate throughout my time at St. Joe's. Shout out to the Hawk. The Hawk will never die, but the old mascot, not the new one. It sucks. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, as you guys can tell, I'm not paid to say that. No, I'm kidding. Um, seriously, though, when I started making uh, 302 Birds was 2021, me and like pretty much like you guys, just good close friends, all kind of hopped on a mic. We all went to high school together and we just kind of just started doing it, not really caring if anybody listened. You know what I mean? It was for us. It was selfish per se. And we would have people in as guests. We had no clue what we were doing. And the first season, it was just awful sound issues. I mean, I had Cowboys fans commenting on our videos. Hey man, you know, it's bad when I'm telling you, I like your podcast, but you need to fix the damn sound. Like that was an eye opener for me, but, um, we've been doing it now for two years, which is crazy to think about. We're on our third season and we just kind of try to, we don't try to be like the podcast or a podcast. We just try to be like a community. I like to say, like, whether you want to follow our Instagram page or our TikTok, whether you want to listen to our podcast, whether you want to watch our YouTube videos or whether you don't want to do any of that. And you just want to come drink with me in G2 at a tailgate. I don't care. That's what's the beautiful part about this fan base is I'm just glad to have you along for the ride. So that's the beautiful part about becoming an Eagles fan. And once I realized that and that clicked, I shift my niche. I gave up on my old podcast, Up for Debate. Um, and shout out to my two other partners, Vib and Jay. We did that for two years. And that was just general sports. And I just went all in on Philly sports. And ever since we've been doing that, not only have I been happier, but we've seen uh, really good results from it too. So it's, it's a lot of just not giving up. I mean, it's not that I'm good at something. It's I'm just persistent and you just got to be persistent. Like the Eagles are <laughs> took us how long to get one of these, right? Like how long? Yeah. Dalton, that's like such an awesome story. And, and, and for those that aren't watching on YouTube, like I think Andrew and I are doing a lot of head nodding right now because we really went through, 25 30 episodes before we even started having people like tacking on outside of like friends and family into there and it's also funny too 
the first 20 episodes, your friends and family are all in. Like now my wife doesn't even listen because she's not like a football podcaster. Like she's not our actual intended audience, right? And she loves the way we talk about, and all I do is talk about Eagles anyway. I'm down here in San Diego talking to people about the Eagles, like just as like random strangers. But it's funny because then you actually start building, building that audience. And I think we're kind of in the same exact like time frame where, where things happen. So to anyone listening, like if you have any doubts about yourself, like just do it, just do it and stick with it. And if it's fun and you love it, it doesn't feel like work. I know Andrew and I, we met at a bachelor party and the first thing we wanted to do was just talk about birds, but outside of the podcast, cause you do have a podcast, but you do a lot of like in-person interviews. You do a lot of like, um, you know, questions on the street and like trivia, like is, is that like where you see yourself Dalton? Like, are you like, you know, the, the talent, like if you could like build it up as like anything to be in the world, like what would this manifest itself look like to you in, 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 in your life? Um, I don't want to be doing the interviews and all of that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, shocker, drop the mic, no pun intended. I enjoy that stuff. It's fun. But <clears throat> what I really enjoy is I'm an entrepreneurship major at heart. So my major at St. Joe's was family business and entrepreneurship and leadership. So really, my goal with 302 Birds is turn it into Delaware's community for Eagles. You know what I mean? When you think of Eagles and then eventually Philly sports, you think of 302 Birds. So I don't want to say similar to a Barstool Sports because Barstool Sports encompasses all, you know, fan bases. If I could just be a localized brand because, you know, no hate to Barstool Sports, but when have you ever seen Barstool Philly at a tailgate? You know what I mean? When have you seen 4th and John? When have you seen Club 215? Shout out to those guys. When have you seen us, 302? You know, you see all of these local guys and, and just being one of them and being up there with those guys, um is you know a goal of ours but not only that becoming you know up there with 94 wip too like having maybe our own Sirius xm radio station one day and because we're the philly fan base but like sort of like new heights so with new heights it's awesome because they bring in chiefs fans and eagles fans but they're such likable people that they bring in football fans and that's kind of my goal with 302 birds um as you guys see we have very talented interviewers we have uh big sean who i'll have to introduce you guys to um little sean as we call him affectionately because we have two sean's and big sean is a big dude then we have uh my girlfriend shout out to Alyssa. she is you know a natural interviewer that's what she wants to do um but me i'm more of i want to be on the business side i like negotiating the deals <clears throat> i like finding sponsorships um and i like getting paid to be honest so if if i could figure out a way to turn this into uh, similar to Barstool, have advertisers and have us as like a, a main listening station. That's my goal. That's awesome. I just had a question on the tip of my, uh, on my right in my, in my brain. And it seemed to have gone away. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know if I was feeling a little like Alex, like in California, just, just, just chilling by the ocean, feeling the vibes, but I ate a little <laughs> edible and, uh, you know, the edible is, um, it's doing as it's supposed to. And the question that I had in my mind, it was going to be a good one, but then it disappeared. So someone's going to have to pick me up and I'll um, I'll think of it. I'll think of Dude, it. Dude, I'm going to do that on this podcast later too. So don't worry. I'm glad that you like. See, oh, I remembered it. Don't own up when they do that. Yes. <laughs> it's legal. It's fine. It's cool. Um, well, I guess it's a two part question. Like, I'm curious to know if you have and I, I asked the same thing to uh, Malik when he was on, because I'm always curious people who are in front of the camera. It's like 
is there any sort of background that you had with that? Is there any kind of like, like, do you have experience being in front of camera, uh, creating content, maybe like back in high school, or did you make like little videos with your buddies? And then also just curious to know through the podcast and through the interviews that you've held, do you have a favorite? Cause we've gotten to interview some really cool people lately and, and, uh, you know, just really cool down to earth conversation. So I'm, I'm just curious if there's one that's really, you know, stuck with you, uh, throughout your time. Oh my God, that's the best question I've ever been asked on a podcast. That's Thank definitely. the Edible for that. I gotta, I gotta think about that because I don't wanna offend anybody, but I think I know who my answer is. Um, to the first part of the question, when I was in high school, I never really had any experience with that. I had, I had no interest in being on camera. Like I said, I've always been like a businessman. Like that's been my, like not that I'm like antisocial, but like I don't like being like the, hey, we're out here at Lincoln Financial Field. You know, like that's not me. That's not natural. If it comes across as natural, that's great. It um, does. It definitely does. Well, thank you. And I enjoy it. And it's usually the alcohol or the edible like kicking in, you know what I mean? And that's usually what the, the crux behind it is. Because for me, um, it's more like if someone comes up to me and asks me to interview them, and I have like the mic on like that, like talking, and it's a vlog, I love doing stuff like that. Because that's natural. I'm not acting. It's when I have to walk up to somebody and be like, hey, can I interview you? And you don't have that because like, like my guy Alex down here, which we texted about, I'm in sales. So I do cold calls all day. Like, I don't want to do any more cold calls at the game. I want to have a drink. I want to relax. I want to chill. Um, but to the second part of the question, um, never had anything with my buddies. Just kind of just started because I wanted people to listen to my podcast. So I just went out and started doing it because I saw NBC Sports Philly doing it. I saw other podcasts doing it. And I was like, all right, like if I want to compete with the Pat McAfee show or Sports Center, I got to compete. So I just started doing it. I had no freaking clue what I was doing. Don't tell anybody this, but like for the first freaking year, our microphone didn't even work. Like that Dallas interview that you see that goes viral, I'm holding a phone for a reason. Like nobody picks up on that. Like the microphone isn't on, but it's like when you're such a young podcast, seeing is believing, you know what I mean? And, and it goes to you too, the interviewer, you know what I mean? Like you gotta believe it. Um, but my favorite guest we've ever had on our show, I would have to say it's... Uh, it's a tough one. There's a lot of great ones we've had, but Birdman. I love Joey. Joey is that dude. Um, <laughs> he's been a friend of ours for a while. I mean, who the hell doesn't love Street Swoop? That's what I tease him and I call him. Like, he's the people <laughs> swoop. Um, and when we first met him at a tailgate, me and my buddy Jack, um, who's like, he's my best friend on the podcast. We've been friends for a long time, um, over like probably 15 years now. Anyway, when we first met Joey at, you know, a tailgate, we're like, holy shit, look at this guy in, you know, this bird costume. We got to go talk to him. And we weren't even 302 birds at this point. We're just college kids that want a picture. And uh, he's like doing it. He's like just starting out. And we're like, what What made you want to do this? And he's like, he's like, fuck Dallas. Or he said something like that. And that was like his answer. And I'm just like, I love this guy. Like, And ever since then, you know, like we got to know him as a person. We've had him on the podcast. We plan on having him here in person. I would love to have all three of you guys at once when we get the studio up and running. I would love that. But um, when he just kind of talks about his story and why he does it, he has such a heart of gold too. Like seriously, love Joey, love his family, family. They're great people. So I would actually have to say that's my favorite because like, like I said, who the hell doesn't love a guy in a giant Eagle costume? 
No, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think I speak for, for all of us when I say like, out of the, all the interviews that we've done over the last season, his comes to mind as, as my, at least my most memorable one, the one that I feel like I connected with the most. He's just a real, I mean, not to say anyone else wasn't real, right? But like his story, his background, where he came from, his military service, like it just, all of it just, just, you know, it hit home right here. Right. And, and no, I, I love the dude for it. Yeah. And, and I think Joey really helped us really kind of, because, you know, we had this like little thing where we would interview fans from, from other fan bases and kind of bring them in and have this thing behind enemy lines. And because of Joey, we were able to get E-Rock on a podcast and Dunphy and Malik and, 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 and now, you know, we'll talk about in a few weeks, but we're doing something with club 215. That, 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 that's a charitable event. And it's all because of Joey been able to do that. So I hope he's listening to this and I hope that he knows that like his little escape and his, his little thing that maybe some people find funny is, is actually impacting people's lives because of that. Like you and I don't have, we've been, and, and the whole entire team, just me, but we've been able to, to really reach a lot of people with, with Eagles fandom because of, because of that so that's that's wonderful birds of a feather flock together baby that they do that they do all right guys listen um we we got a football game uh this monday and it feels like it's it's been forever man it feels like it's been so long you know it has been forever we got some injury news some promising injury news uh over the last couple of days so we can definitely get into that but a rematch of super bowl 57 coming to you live from uh, Kansas City on Monday night. Universal Dalton, Studios. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll start off with you, Dalton. What What's your take on this game? What do you think is going to transpire? What do you think think some of the keys to success for us are? And, and hit us with a score prediction at the end of it. Cool. So um, keys to success for me, keeping Taylor Swift off the screen of my television so I don't smash it, um, for real. Keys to me for success, uh mainly this offense needs to get humming fast the chiefs offense is going to do the same they're at home they had that home field advantage uh the defense is going to struggle no matter what whether we want to say it or not so let's just you know address the elephant in the room it's the best offense or one of them in the nfl it's the best qb in the nfl undoubtedly so defense needs to be on their heels but mainly offense needs to be able to compete if you want this to be a win you're going to need to do what you did in the Super Bowl and that much more, which was a shootout. Uh, my score prediction for the Eagles, I would say let's go, let's go uh, 41-35 birds. I think that they'll get it done. I think that it's going to be a high-scoring game. And let's say that Devontae Smith, my guy, the Slim Reaper, has a walk-off tubby. That's my prediction. Dalton, from your mouth to God's ears, I hope we get this on Monday night. If I, a forty-one to thirty-five game, that almost sounds like the Super Bowl that we had against the Patriots. Just a straight shootout where it's just it's just two high octane offenses and two defenses that are basically struggling to make a stop. Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get right into it. I think I don't think I think we're gonna lose. Um, and I I feel I don't feel good saying that. Um, look, the line would suggest actually that the Eagles are a favorite. The Kansas city chiefs are two and a half point home favorite. Um, you know, the chiefs are seven and two on the year. Eagles are eight and one records, whatever, you know, you can, you can say what you want about those. Um, 
I don't know how we're going to stop Travis Kelsey. I don't know how we're, I mean, honestly, that's going to be the toughest task, right? Uh, we've, we've already kind of struggled with tight ends and, and coverage over the middle of the field. I don't, you know, we don't have a tight end that's going to be able to, to stick them. And our secondary has been highly suspect. The Chiefs don't have a great wide receiver core, so that doesn't scare me too much. And I think that we can do a solid job of, of shutting down the run. There's no real rhyme or reason. It's more, it's just a gut call. I think that we lose this game, but I think we beat the, I think we beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a rematch in the Super Bowl. Uh, my score prediction for this game is going to be uh, Chiefs twenty-seven, Eagles twenty-four. Mm, Andrew, I, I like the storyline that you're presenting here. Right, the Eagles go into Kansas City to Arrowhead. They lose and build Again. that narrative going all yeah. the way up to the playoffs and into the Super Bowl. Everyone expecting that the Chiefs have the leg up and then the Eagles come in and, and win when it matters. I like that storyline. I hope to see that on the 30 for 30 someday. Likewise. Alex, what do you got? Yeah, um, it's going to be a tough one. And the thing is, is this is a game of storylines. This is all everyone's talking about. It's what every every uh, you know sports sports broadcast is has on right now i've been watching super bowl highlights for the last you know week um Ugh. and it's interesting right because i don't think statistically the eagles really do have a leg to stand on we've given the most amount of air yards to any other team this year um and the chiefs have probably thrown the most amount of air yards this entire year maybe sam howell is up there because we make him look like god in in in, in a few games or not but <laughs> the thing is, is I feel like Jalen Hurts is not defined by like a stat line. And I feel like I'm almost talking in Instagram captions for him. Here's a real, <laughs> but he, he, here's, here's a real stat, right? Jalen Hurts leads the NFL in playing from behind. In playing from behind. I don't actually think that's a game set. That's a mentality that he has. I think Jalen Hurts is made for things like this. I think when the adversity is at highest, is when he performs the best, right? I mean, we were one holding call away from the Super Bowl that Ali, you and I were there in the stadium, probably the most gut-wrenching feeling I've ever had as a, as a sports fan, like happened right there in person. But we know that if Hurts got the ball back, that we were going to win that game and not with, you know, whatever 10 seconds left or, or whatever it looks like. So I do think he's he's born into this. I do think if we lose, it's going to be a very bad storyline across the NFL. I think there's going to be a lot of doubt within our own fan base but i think even though the stats say that we should not win this game the books say we shouldn't win this game i think we win this game and i think we win this game convincingly i think mahomes hasn't looked like the mahomes the past is having the worst series ever had i think the pressure is going to be really high and truthfully kind of sucks i just i can't stand him anymore i cannot stand patrick mahomes anymore and he's now become the enemy of the league to me the philadelphia eagles are going to win this game 27 17 my man is having himself a good vacation. He is, he is, he is feeling the Eagles. <laughs> and I'm also sipping on a little bit of Colin Coward's uh, draft picks hazy IPA, and I think he predicted the Eagles are going to win 24 to 6. So I'm just riding the Colin Coward train right now. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever believed anything Co Coward's ever said, and I don't know if I'm ready to. <laughs> I, love, I don't I love know if I'm ready to that's, now. That's my guy. That's my guy. I love him. You should have st you should have stopped with your score prediction, Alex, and just ended it there, and and it would have been it would have been fine. <laughs> oh man, 
uh this game this game I, I don't know what to make of it honestly similar to the last couple of weeks with the philadelphia eagles um you know i've been harping on these two particular stats all season because i find it fascinating the the sort of evolution of nfl offenses where you've got on the one hand your innovators and on the other hand your systems right patrick mahomes is the perfect illustration of what it means to be an innovator quarterback he has one of the highest time to throw he's at 2.6 seconds in the pocket second only to russell wilson and he's got one of the lowest pressure to sack rates so not only does he have a lot of time to throw he does not get stacked when he gets pressured so um the fact that our uh pass defense is one of the worst in the nfl makes me feel like this is going to be a passing uh, attack that the Chiefs come in with. Um, and frankly, we're, we're vulnerable. We've shown that we've been vulnerable at it. The only saving grace for us is the fact that um, Kansas City does not have any wide receivers that are noteworthy, right? Um, Kadarius Toney, uh, you know, he had the, the punt return in the Super Bowl. But other than that, he's been fairly quiet all season long. And the only weapon that I would say is truly, truly something that should scare us, it's Travis Kelsey. Um, and that's particularly because I don't know what our cover scheme is going to look like, whether it's Kevin Byard, whether it's going to be Reed Blankenship, whether it's going to be a cornerback on Travis Kelsey. He is going to eat no matter what. And the issue there is I, I don't think we have an answer for any team's passing attack um, so far this season. So needless to say, um, all of that, I still believe the Eagles are going to win this game. And it's specifically because of everything that Alex just harped on. Jalen Hurts has a different mentality when it comes to these games. He has his phone background of him walking off the field after losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't foresee this man losing this game. Granted, I do think it's going to be close. I do think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring than I would hope. Uh, and I do think the Eagles do come from behind to win this game at the end of it all. Uh, with that said, my score prediction is Eagles 41, Chiefs 38. I mean, I, I, I obviously agree 100% about Jalen Hurts' ability, but Jalen Hurts can't play defense, and he can only do so much running an offense, and unfortunately there is going to have to be some reliance on the defense to have his back. And another thing that worries me a little bit is, you know, and, and of course we could look through the schedule and see who Kansas city has played, but they're second in the league in points allowed. They're only allowing 16 points per game. I didn't, I didn't realize that, you know, when you think Kansas city, you think of Patrick Mahomes, a team that can score a lot of points. So seeing that they only let up 16, if you and Dalton, if, if they're, if, if they put up 41 points, I'm going to, Santa's going to come a little bit early. I'll have to give you a nice little Venmo treat or something. I don't know. <laughs> here's, I mean, you here's say, a, you, you, yeah, I mean, hold on, hold on, Ali. So, so you say yep. that like Jalen Hurts can't play defense, but Ali and I, I mean, my score prediction isn't as high, but we're just assuming that we're just going to score more times on offense and they're going to score on offense. It doesn't matter and, if Jalen Hurts doesn't play because he knows every single play he needs to get six points. Oh, I get and, that, and but here, then I get worried because we're the, the Kansas City's only given up fifteen point nine points per game this year. There, there is a way that Jalen Hurts can play defense, and it's called keep away ball. So the Kansas City Chiefs are sixth worst in yards per carry when it comes to rushing on the ground on their defense. If we come into a oh God, Brian <laughs> Johnson, if you're listening to this podcast, please, please, for the love of God, go into it heavy running. 
the Kansas City Chiefs have shown that they are vulnerable against the run. And if Jalen Hurts yep. is going to play defense, six, six again, I think it's sixth worst in yards per carry. Um, and I think the reason why their rush yards are so low is because so many teams are playing from behind because they don't capitalize. Frankly, they don't have the offensive line that we have. They don't have the rushing capability that we have, so they can't sustain that type of rushing attack. So if we come in with a heavy sustained rushing attack and play keep away, I think we've got a serious chance at beating the Chiefs at Kansas City. Amen. What do you say we uh, we swing for the fences here, boys? Let's do this. Swing it! Underdog picks for the week. Ah, so I hope everyone had a nice week off to collect themselves because all four of us uh, lost our previous week swinging at picks. So just to give everyone a quick score recap right now, Ali is still in the lead with 25. Alex is a little behind with 17 and a half. The audience who Dalton will be representing today is at 14 and I am still in last with 11, but last time I checked, 11 is much better than two. So you're saying there's a chance. (sighs) Thank you, thank you. Hold your applause, though. Thank you, thank you. So, just a quick recap. How does the game work? You are going to pick a team that is an underdog, and if your team wins outright, you will get the number of points that that team is receiving uh, in the spread this week. So, Dalton, you've had you had a whole bye week to prepare. Who is your swinging at peak? Peak swinging. What am I? Huh? Sw- that edible man. I'm telling you. What? Who is your swinging at pick for this week? So my swinging at pick. I would actually have to say, I guess I'm supposed to pick an underdog. Yep. Okay, so I think that the Panthers play the Cardinals this week, right? No, oh, the Panthers last... actually play the ca- the Cowboys. Oh, never mind. No, as much as I want that to be my <laughs> swing in it pick, um, it can't be. I think actually, uh, are the Bengals an underdog tonight? Yeah, they're a three and a half point underdog against the Ravens. Yeah. Okay. I did take that in a bet. Um, I should have remembered that. Just so many things have happened since Tuesday. Um, but I actually would say, give me the Bengals with a slight edge tonight. I think that they'll get away with a win in Baltimore. The Bengals kind of remind me of the Eagles in this aspect. They win the games uh, that they shouldn't, and they lose the games that they should. So I feel like tonight would be a game that the Bengals should lose. The Baltimore Ravens are at home. They're the better team. But watch Joe Burrow come off, and it's like a field goal or something like the NFL script has been waiting for all season. So I love I'll that, go Dalton. ahead and go out on the LSU hype train um, and take the Bengals tonight for the audience and uh, hope that they get it done. That was nice. going to be my pick, look, man. I, I, I totally agree with it. I think it's a great pick. I'm actually I'm looking at DraftKings here. Uh, Bengals are a, I, I'm seeing a four point underdog, so I'll even give you the extra half a point if the Bengals pull off tonight. That would surely uh, the Ravens would be having nightmares about the state of Ohio after losing last week uh, when the Browns came back, and now you know if they lose again to the Bengals tonight, that could that could be rough. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with I think the Houston Texans was it last week that had a I can't remember if that's when they the running back came in and kicked the go ahead field goal and they ended up winning the game. But I'm looking at the Cardinals. They're on the road against the Texans. The Cardinals are a five point underdog. I think Kyler Murray is coming back this week. I could see this just being like an ugly game, but he manages to just get it done with his feet. And he oh, no, I think Kyler was back last week. I apologize. But um, 
you know, the Texans are one of those teams that you never know what you're going to see. CJ Stroud's a rookie, so it's a coin flip. I like the Cardinals with five. And if and if I win and you lose Dalton, then then I will then move ahead of the audience. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a, it's a big <laughs> no week. pressure then. Thank you. But if <laughs> I win and you lose, will that mean that we'll get a two-point gap then? So then you'll be two <laughs> games back or two episodes back? Look, man, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. All right. That's just your opinion. <laughs> Alex, you're next up, and your pick has been stolen, so who the heck are you going to go with? No, you know what? I actually think that this team is imploding. I think they were exposed last week on a game that they kept on giving to the Denver Broncos. The Jets are fighting against the Bills, who I believe fired their offensive coordinator despite having, was it a 500 record or a winning record this year? Let go of them. It is a time to be a Buffalo Bills fan. And Drew, I just want to say, I called this two years ago. You were arguing with me. The Bills are going to be Super Bowl favorites. I'm like, no, 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 no. Josh Allen can't hold the team on his back. We can duke that out off of the podcast, Drew, and you can mm-hmm. just, you know, bow down and say that you're right and all of your football takes are correct because... He is very what... Wentzian right now. He is the second coming of Wentz at the moment. Look, I can't argue. They, <laughs> they look awful. I think it's going to be Zach Wilson's season. Uh, I'm on my phone right now, but I think it was a seven-point underdog. Give me nine and a half, honestly. I mean, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think the Jets are going to are gonna uh, win convincingly against the Bills. Maybe the Jets will break the, will, will, will end their streak of, like, 75 <laughs> straight uh, possessions without scoring a touchdown. <laughs> Insane. All right, Ali, send us home. All right. I will give you guys my my underdog pick of the week. And, actually, I'll, I'll – push it over to Dalton to send us home. All right. So we're going to, we're episode 70. As soon as I'm done with my pick, you can, uh, you can take us if, uh, you can take us home if your dog doesn't, uh, doesn't object. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just had like, I just moved into my house, not to interrupt you guys. Sorry. I just like moved into my house and I'm like 25 and I just hear somebody like beating at my door so like i just shit my pants like because like my dog that's you here i mean i have a pit bull up here and like at this point i'm like well if okay, neighbor. Alive, and no more mortgage Woo! Yeah. <laughs> um it's probably a dumbass well, cowboy yeah, fan sorry that freaked me out for a second what'd you say no 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 good luck to you i mean we can stay on just to <laughs> keep, keep an eye on you you know just to, to oh make no sure worries don't worry if i hear something i'll just get up and walk away don't worry i'm comfortable with you guys enough i'll be back but what did you say sorry i think don't worry this house has been making all kinds of weird noises and like <laughs> no else for sale <laughs> yeah, classic yeah, delaware exactly. it's haunted. It's haunted bro delaware is the first it's state it's, i just think it's, it's more like uh my neighbors like i didn't like pick the best neighborhood <laughs> so we'll see Maybe some people are going to, like, start paying rent tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you moving in, right. you're paying the part of the mortgage, then get the hell out. <laughs> it's expensive. Freaking dollar. Right. Sorry, gonna, what were you guys I, saying? I'm going to I'm gonna give you guys I'm gonna give you guys my underdog pick. And then, Dolan, I'll ask you to send us home and end the episode. We're at episode number 70. So once I'm done, I'll, I'll kick it over to you, and, and you can send us home. Awesome. Um... I think I am going to pick uh, the the state that I live in with my boy Josh Dobbs, the Alipation sensation against the Denver Broncos. They're two and a half point underdogs at Denver. I like Josh Dobbs. I love what he's bringing to the Minnesota Vikings. Frankly, as off to Kevin O'Connell because you know damn well that 
offense did not have any type of quarterback scrambling plays when Kirk Cousins was the quarterback. And a week later, they already have some some design quarterbacks run runs in there for him. So give me the give me the Minnesota Vikings at the Denver Broncos as my underdog pick of the week. Love it, Ali. I just you know what? I just love Josh Dobbs' story. I know we've been making fun of him Whoa. for a while. I've never heard I that one before. For like a year. Just like a story, man. Dude, just there's one thing this guy likes. It's a good story. Listen, love we, a good we story. Love the hairless wonder. Listen, we <laughs> love his story, just not his face. Like it's it's just ugly. Ugly. Oh my gosh, to see ugly is awful to look at. Dude, but if I never story... had to shave, I, I wish I like would never have to shave my under. Re- you know what I'm okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like if there was no hair, it's like I don't even have to. I don't even have to do anything. I, it's He's just, an like... alien, bro. He's like one of those hairless cats. Like he just doesn't <laughs> grow hair. Nice. It's a Alopecia. It's a curse. Alopecia yeah. apparently <laughs> makes you an alien. Do you hear yourselves? Sick. I don't know. Are you looking at the screen, Andrew? Or are you just on the edibles? All right, Dalton, send us <laughs> home. Yeah, just kidding. Obviously, all jokes aside, Josh Dobbs <laughs> takes it, and uh, he takes it like a champ. Shout out to the Cardinals on all serious note for forgetting to sell the guy who won the game for him's jersey. So it doesn't get worse than that. Um, but on that note, shout out to Dobbs. Shout out to the Eagles. Hopefully, they get it done this week. I want to thank all you guys for having me on tonight. What you guys are building here is awesome. Please don't stop this because you have a fan of myself. Please don't stop this because I know you guys have a ton of fans around. And I can't wait to see where you guys take this, where I take this, and where all of us crazy Eagles fans who are navigating the the podcast world take this. I I can't wait. I'm excited. But hopefully I'll get to see you guys soon at a tailgate. And uh, go Birds. Go Birds, Go Birds.